Steward coming at you live uh, from, it's from slash for uh, BNQ at PWI, which stands for Black and Queer at Predominantly White Institutions. And today I want to talk to you all again, you know, just about my perspective on what it means to like navigate the dating scene, or at least with regards to like dating, hookups, all that kind of thing. Uh, so I said, just start with, yeah, I, I might've mentioned this the first episode, but if I didn't, I've never been on a date. I've only ever had, or sorry, never been in a relationship, scratch that. Never been in a relationship, only been on dates and have only ever had hookups. So single as a motherfucking Pringle, as they say, and, uh, it's, it's a doozy. I, I think for me, I bury myself in my work. <laughs> to avoid um, to avoid the entanglements that come with relationships, but at the same time, I want one. And at the same time, it's like, not that I necessarily need one, but it's just like having somebody that would be nice to have. And, you know, uh, one of those ways that I look for one is the use of dating apps. Now, these are toxic. <laughs> they can be, can be very, very toxic in particular. Uh, the ones that gear more towards hookups and just casual things and having no real attachment. And, you know, just the idea that um, it's just the idea that, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, you can have a casual fling, but like, at least try to form some kind of connection first. But I know for a good chunk of people on the apps that I've come across that that's not what they're looking for. And so it's kind of like turned me off, but yet I still use them. Uh, the three that I use currently are Tinder, Bumble, and Grinder. Tinder and Bumble are like mostly a lot of misses for me in the sense where it's like I, I start to strike up conversations with folks and then I usually get ghosted and then I just, <laughs> and then I just, I let it go and it's just like, I think at this point I've come to realize it's more about them than it is about me and I just I have too many other things to concern myself with than whether or not somebody's gonna be willing to give me the time of day although it still does hurt but it's I'm not as hurt by it <laughs> than I was at the beginning when I first started using them uh grinder is definitely so much worse <laughs> grinder I refer to as the cesspool <laughs> Mostly because it's just like, at least for me as a as a black man, it's as a black queer man with disabilities as well. It's there are these different cross sections that I've come across when dealing with the people on on these apps, and it's just like you already get the homophobia mixed in. But then it's like you have people calling at least in my experience, I've had people call me the N word, and people call me the R slur, just all of these things, and it's just like for what. <laughs> like if you don't like me just say that and we can just keep it pushing but like you don't have to be rude you don't have to be an asshole you don't have to like treat me as though i'm not a human like and 
99% of the time, a good, at least a good chunk of the men that I've come across on these apps are, at least on this particular app, they, they're overcompensating. For what? I don't know. <laughs> but to me, like, they're just, they think they're hot shit when really they're not. And it's just like, okay, <laughs> just, I don't know why you can't just say that. But I think it's also the... I think it's also the way in which society has, you know, made it so that men aren't necessarily supposed to have feelings and that we're just supposed to be these, like, stone-cold, silent people that just move through the world without having a single emotion, which I'm starting to understand why that can be helpful, but, I'm, but I, you know, as someone who comes from a very, you know, <laughs> emotionally invested background, I can't, I'm not that kind of person. I can't just turn off my feelings like that. Once I once I start to catch feelings, it's kind of hard for me to turn them off, which is why I usually bury myself in homework or whatever else I have going on in my life to, who, to stifle those feelings. And I've done that more than once with regards to a myriad of crushes I've had over the years, a good chunk of them since my time at UMass. So, yeah, it's just... It's not the easiest thing in the world, and I've been told by more than one person to just let things come naturally and, you know, not necessarily go looking and that, you know, something will happen when I'm not looking. And I'm like, yeah, true, but, like, I'm impatient. <laughs> People that know me know I'm impatient as hell and know that, you know, when I want something, I'm going to do what I can, within reason, of course, to go and get it. So... Yeah, arguably I could stay off apps for a while, and granted I didn't even know they were a thing until, what, 17, 18? <laughs> so for the first 18 years of my life, yeah, I generally just didn't know what they were. But it's like, I don't know, like I'm not, I'm not the kind of person that just, that, that can just wait for the kind of thing. So, but who knows, uh, maybe, maybe I might, I might try, I might try and wait for a while, see, see what happens, see what... <laughs> see what see what comes and yeah but just the idea that you know these apps are supposedly built for all kinds of people and just the idea that uh i'm just supposed to you know accept that like no uh i'm not how am i supposed to just accept that somebody can just <laughs> somebody can just you know talk shit about me and then just let it go like i mean and usually i do just because like if they're they're far enough away from me like in in particular if they're not connected to umass in any way shape or form which a good chunk of them aren't it's like okay i'm not about to drive out to some god unknown place just to <laughs> just to fight with somebody because they called me a name like uh i'm not that person i i can't I, I can't do that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's it's definitely one of those things where I myself am, I myself am a, am, am a very emotional person. I'm one of those people that, you know, the stereotype is that they have their hearts on their sleeves. I am that person. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's like people in my life have probably told me more than once to like tone it down and just to like not be as emotional but like I can't do that that's not me so it's like so when I'm 
So when I try to like find somebody in like in, in the hopes of finding somebody, like I need somebody to be on that same wavelength. But I also need somebody to sometimes bring me back down to earth and like ground me in reality and just you know make sure that like what I'm saying and and like the experiences that I'm that I've gone through just are valid and not gaslight the shit out of me because it's it's rough. It's it's rough out here. But no, it's definitely one of those things where I'm just like, okay, it is what it is. And, you know, for, for me, when I look for a partner, I look for someone that has similar interests, not like the exact same, because like, I feel like that might, you know, the, the overlap might be so, so crazy that like, you know, it might, it might crash and burn after a while, but similar interests, you know, somebody able to like, it's, Expose me to new things and new ways and new thoughts that I hadn't necessarily come across beforehand. Uh, except all parts of me and all parts of those that I care about respect and care for my me and those that I care about. And it's like if you're gonna dehumanize me, just, just you see the door, it's right there. Just leave. <laughs> like, don't just don't do it. And you know, definitely open and honest communication in that. I don't, I'm learning to be better about how I communicate. I, I just don't communicate as uh, well as I should. Um, but I'm definitely, I'm definitely getting better at it. It's still a work in progress, but just be open with me, be honest with me about what you want. And I'll be honest with you about what I want and we'll just go from there. And it's in, in that same vein, it's just like, like, don't, don't try to don't try to front with me. Don't try to tell me one thing when it's really something else. I would think we're on the same page, and then it turns out we're not. And it's just like, oh, okay. So what do you expect me to do with that information now that you've just, like, done that? When you could have just said something from the beginning, and we could have just, you know, not... We could have just avoided the entire awkward interaction. So, yeah, communication is definitely important. And, again, it's something I'm working on. And... Yeah, and just to go off of that, just the idea that first and foremost, I am black. I was born black. I'm going to die black. So you have to understand that. And if you don't like it, oh, well, <laughs> I'm not the one for you. Go find somebody that is. And just the idea that it's like, if you have something that's important to you, I will be your ride or die for that. I may not understand it. Like, there are some things that I will never, ever truly, like, the vast secrets of the universe, like, those are fun to me, but like I'm not gonna like spend my entire life trying to <laughs> trying to unlock those. So, but if th if that's what someone's passionate about, and like if that and if that's something that like we can bond over, and if that person, and if I'm somehow if I'm interested in that person, and that's something like we can connect over, like hey, I'll connect, I'll connect over with you. But it, it doesn't even have to be something as big as that. It could literally just be like pineapples on pizza like i personally don't think pineapples go on pizza but like hey i know people do it's just like i just i don't know man pineapples are fruit like you just don't put fruit on pizza like and at least like not like a sweet type fruit now tomatoes are different because they're because they're tomatoes but like <laughs> nah but you know if you know when i talk to uh, when I talk to women and gender non-conforming and, and trans-identifying folk, I think it's more so about, like, personality and, like, how we click emotionally. Uh, I think when I talk to men, I think it's also more, like, a, the physical aspect, too. It's just, like, like how would we compare physically and, like, what would that look like? But 
I think at the end of the day, like, as much as physicality matters, I think for me, it's like, I need to be, I need to be on the same or similar wavelength as the, as the person emotionally. And it's like, if we, if we ain't on that, but if we can't, like, just kick it, <laughs> if we can't just vibe out and listen to music and just chill or do whatever, uh, then, like, it it doesn't even have to be anything specific. It could literally just be like I said, just be chilling in a dorm room. And I think and I think that is largely due to <laughs> due to the toxicity that is grinder. Yet and yet I, I still have it. <laughs> now why? Because believe it or not, I actually have uh, found friends. Uh, few and far between, of course. But I have found I have found friends there. And they actually do treat me like a person and not just like a slab of meat that they can just do whatever the fuck they want to and whatnot. <laughs> just like, but no, it's, I think, I think for me, I like to think that I'm one of those people that thinks the best in people, which maybe I shouldn't sometimes. Like, I can give you like three chances and then what's that, th- depending on what, depending on what the situation is, I can give you like three chances or one. Like I said, it depends. And if you don't change, then like, I'm sorry, I, yeah, I just, I can't. So, no, I think it's largely, it's largely more so like an emotional connection. I mean, the physical connection can't hurt, but like, I want to be able to be on that same wavelength with somebody and just like, understand like that we're both human. We both have wants and needs and desires and dreams. And it's like, that's okay. I grew up with my grandmother and she, uh, you know, for those that are Caribbean, you know, the, the old world, not old world, but you know, the, the old heads that come, that came, you know, directly from wherever they were coming from, like for, for me, uh, you know, uh, she, my grandmother came to America by way of England, by way of Jamaica. So, for those of us that identify as Caribbean, we know how that goes. And so, just the idea that, you know, uh, like she instilled in me just this this idea to like, that you have to, you, you have to be willing to connect with people and you have to be willing to understand their motivations uh, before you really like, get into it with them and, and not even just like in a sexual way but just like get to get getting to know them as a person and getting to understand who they are and it's like you know and it's that saying where it's like if they show you if someone shows you who they are the first time believe them and it's like i've been down that road before and it sucks but yeah i think i'm finding more for myself in that like empty sex doesn't do it for me anymore like it's fun but like i want something more i want I want to be able to just talk afterwards. I want to be able to get breakfast the next morning if I happen to stay the night or if they happen to stay the night. Like, I, like what's wrong with that? <laughs> and that's really what I want. And it's, it's hard doing so on a college campus when the hookup culture is so strong. It's hard doing so when it's like all it is is just all I've come across it as <laughs> is just the idea that it's like, oh, it's just empty sex and what's going on. Like, no, I, I need more than that. I want more than that. And yeah, it's, you know, it's just <laughs> like, I'm me. So it's like, I mean, you got to accept all parts of me. And if you don't like that, then sorry, I'm not the one. <laughs> um, But yeah, and also just, you know, being comfortable enough, again, not just 
to not just to go to them when it's like when people in when people in my immediate orbit are busy or what have you, but also being comfortable enough to bring them up to my family <laughs> in that, you know, during my time here, I've been on four dates and I have never mentioned not one date to my mother in that I don't talk to her about a good chunk of this stuff because I don't, it's not even that I don't feel comfortable. It's just like, cause her as a heterosexual black woman, like she can't really understand it. And so it's like, she tries and she tries her best and she does what she can, but it's like, it's like, you can't understand it. So I can't like, I can't really go, I can't really go to you. It's not that I don't want to, it's just, it's it's hard sometimes but um so yeah i haven't told her about any of the dates i've ever been on and so i don't know if i ever will unless she hears this hi mom <laughs> but but yeah no it's it i would feel comfortable enough once i got to know this person to bring them to my family and be like yeah um this is somebody i'm dating i didn't tell you about it before just because i'm just because i knew i knew you might react in a certain way and my family has this tendency to react in certain ways to uh, when it comes to certain things where it's just like mm. and i think i mean i think that's most families but i feel like in particular for black but in my case uh black caribbean families it's just like <laughs> like you're doing what <laughs> and you're doing it for for what reason so yeah definitely somebody i'd feel comfortable bringing to them being like this is this is somebody i'm getting close with be nice like don't don't scare them don't scare them off please like i like them like just be nice um but yeah it's just the idea that like i'm willing to share that part of myself with them and it's like okay <laughs> And obviously that wouldn't just happen right away. It would have to take have to take a while talking to them and have to like build a sense of trust and camaraderie and just that feeling of like, okay, now I think it's time. And we have to actually sit down and like figure out logistics of how that would work. But it's like, I think it's time you, you get to meet the people that raised me, the village that raised me in a sense. Uh, yeah, but just that I that idea that you know, it's like, I, my biggest fear is just uh, loneliness, really. And just the idea that it's like, am I ever going to find someone? Am I ever going to like, and whether that be romantic or platonic, what have you, it's like, I've moved through my life uh, with not a whole lot of people I call friends. I think I can count maybe on one hand, maybe on two, <laughs> the amount of friends that I've had over the years. Uh, and it's, it's not the easiest thing in the world, uh, but I make do, and, you know, the ones that I, I do truly consider friends, those are the ones that I know are my ride or dies, and I'm their ride or dies, and it's like, literally, literally, if you need something, like, I mean, I, I won't be able to get there that quick, but, like, whatever you need, just let me know, and I'll get to it as soon as I can, and, and like, whether it be a conversation, or if you need, like, you need a loan as long as you pay me back like we're good <laughs> like, it's like whatever you need i got you and i think you know as small of a circle as that is it's one that i i think it's it's beautiful and i wouldn't trade it for mostly anything but no just uh just that idea that it's like i <laughs> i want somebody eventually to be able to like meet them and I want somebody to be able to 
room to like say like I got my person, <laughs> like I got my person that really gets me on a level that that you get me at, but gets me on a level even deeper than what you get me at, and makes me feel makes me feel safe, makes me feel comfortable, makes me feel like I can just be myself without being awkward, because I'm an awkward person. <laughs> People that know me in person know that I'm awkward. I just am. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but just somebody that I can. I can invite into my inner circle and just be like, yeah, this is so-and-so, we're dating, it's cool, they cool. <laughs> and obviously, I would expect the people in my circle to vet this person as much as possible to make sure that they were good <laughs> and that I was, uh, and you know, that I feel comfortable with it, that they're comfortable with it. And yeah, um, the one of the best, if not the best, parts of my week was at the beginning. Uh, on Sunday, I went on a date with somebody from Amherst College. Um, they also identify as queer. They are all. They also have disabilities, same as me. And it was just a vibe. Like we went to Mo. I'm gonna botch this, so forgive me, y'all. Uh, we went. We went to Mogi uh, Tea in the Mogi or Moji Tea in the in the center, and we got some boba tea, and then we hung out at their spot over at Amherst College, and we just hung out for a few hours, and it was it was a vibe. Like <laughs> like I'm laughing as I'm saying this, but like the way they make me laugh, the way I just the way I just felt so comfortable, the way I just the way it just made me feel safe. Like, I don't get that that often in when when I've been exploring that side of myself here at UMass. And so, like, at that time, it was like, honestly, out of the four dates I've been on, that was probably the best date I've been on. So, and would I have traded it for anything? No, absolutely not. Uh, and there is a high possibility of a second. This is just the time in the semester where shit just gets real, <laughs> even more real than usual. So we're just both wicked busy, but there is a hope and a high chance for a second date. But yeah, just like when I click with somebody, I click, and like it doesn't it doesn't usually happen that fast, and it and it usually takes me a while to build up trust in that I'm. I'm a usually trustworthy person, but like I gotta get to know you first. And like, and with them, it's just like, yeah, I don't know you that well, but I feel like I know you well enough, even though it's only been like three hours. I feel like I know you well enough where it's like, okay, like we can just vibe and it's it's literally us just hanging out in their room and just talking about our dreams and like what we wanna do. And you know, it's something that I think I've partially taken for granted in that, you know, me thinking that I didn't deserve that, me thinking that I was not worthy of that, but it's that's also something I've had to unlearn over time in that I am worthy and that I am deserving and that frankly it's okay to it's a, it's okay to want that for myself and it's okay to want something more uh, than than you know what than what I've had before. But yeah, it's, I think for me, one of my biggest fears besides loneliness is just that, you know, it's like, how long is this gonna last? Like, are they gonna leave? Like, what's gonna happen? And so I just go through these scenarios in my head where it's like, 
it's always like worst case and it's never like something where i feel like it can it can go beyond it, it can be better than what it I, than you know what's going on in my head so i think like slowing down and remembering that like it's about the journey and not necessarily about the destination in that like i'm just having fun right now like i'm having fun and i'm like exploring the side of myself that i haven't really I'd never really done so before that, you know, growing up, I never really had any black queer role models to look to. And, you know, I just, I always assumed I was straight and, and, you know, and so now I'm just like, okay, um, clearly I'm not. And (laughs) clearly it's one of those things where I, uh, you know, I, I just, I'm okay with that. Uh, and you know, if it takes forever to find that person, then it takes forever. But I, I just don't want to move through life without without that person. I just I don't want to move through different milestones. Like whenever I get my first job, whenever I buy my first house, which is you know, which which is a dream for me. It's like being able to buy my first house, being able to make sure my family's set up, being able to make sure that I'm set up, but also being able to make sure I'm in a job that I find fulfilling for me and my soul. It's like, that's what I want. Uh, I just, I don't want to do all that alone. I want to do that with somebody with somebody right there next to me and that they hype me up and that I hype them up and then it's like we, we're doing our dream thing together right and it's and it doesn't have to be all about chasing the bag like hustle culture is this toxic it just be about what we want to do and how we do it together thing and it's going back to the that fear of loneliness just the idea that you know self-doubt is always there and it just it's always in the back of my mind thinking like uh is is it is it gonna work uh and so and also just the idea of like self-sabotage like i constantly think of worst case scenarios and not just for this but just like for literally everything that is just how my anxiety is (laughs) so it's hard not to go there and and just that thought of like all right so why not think of something good? Why not think of something that could something that could work out? Why not think of the positives and what that looks like and and how you can and, and how this could change you for the better. Not only not only like you as in your life, but you as a person. Uh yeah. So I I think it's yeah. Um well, thank you all for listening, and uh, stay tuned for the next episode where I talk about my childhood. <laughs> I talk about my childhood, my queer awakening, and uh, yeah, fun times. <laughs> and thank you for listening. This is Zach Stewart coming at you live from Black and Queer, predominantly white institutions. Have a great weekend, y'all.